Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about In This Bed Ice Cream. And obviously the I is a little eye symbol from Emancipation, recorded um, sometime in 1995 to 1996 at Paisley Park. <laughs> no one's really sure of the dates on this one. Released on the 19th of November 1996. On the track, it is just Prince. The track is 5 minutes 40, and joining me to talk about it is Victor Azevedo. Hello, Victor. Hey, Darren. Now, in terms of, like, um, a song, uh, I mean, I'm not quite sure what to what to kind of call it. Um, I mean, like, it, it has this kind of, um, this kind of weird, like, um, uh, I don't want to say, like, mechanical, um, but there's kind of a, a little bit of a kind of, um, like, a dance feel to it, and the instruments themselves, whatever Prince is using, um, you know, he, he kind of has this kind of artificial sound to it. I mean, maybe that's just the way I'm hearing it. I totally agree, because it is, it is a really choppy kind of song. Like, it, it is very, like, it clashes a lot. There's, like, little bits of keyboard here, and little bits of guitar here. And it's- there is that, in particular, there's that, there is that kind of, like, whining keyboard line. Yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of keeps coming back and kind of um, mimics the, the kind of Prince's voice. Um, you know, so, um, you know, and uh, obviously, uh, you, you, this is the, the final track of the first disc. Um, so kind of, um, you know, the end of whatever the first disc was meant to be about, <laughs> um, which, you know, I can't say I've ever managed to figure out exactly what the theme was. Um, but kind of, it feels like this is a, you know, like, um, uh, in the vein of like, almost like an eighties Prince song. Um, you know, like it, to me, it kind of has uh, uh, like a, a bit of a kind of mid eighties feel to it, like in terms of the, the lyrical content and, you know, this kind of feels like something that wouldn't have been out of place, uh, you know, around the time of like, um, you know, Kiss. Um, you know, it kind of it kind of has that feel for me. Well, yeah, because um, yeah, the other thing is too, he brings the falsetto back and the falsetto has been missing for a while. So he brings the falsetto back, which actually would tie back to what you're saying. In, like it looks like in the kind of mid 80s kind of Prince song. And the song's Lies of Feather yeah. as well. So if you'd said he recorded it 10 years earlier... I wouldn't have been surprised and then just modernized it 10 years later. But yeah, it's, it. yeah. it's the false and, and back. Obviously, in the, in, the, uh, in the booklet, we have a dedication as well to Wendy and Lisa and Susanna. Um, you know, apparently Prince sent this song to Wendy and Lisa and, uh, you know, asked for input on the song. Uh, he didn't give them any kind of writing credit. <laughs> <laughs> apparently this was an apology for all the times when he missed their writing credits off. Um, and you know, they, they kind of, apparently they, they responded with some suggestions, but they didn't hear back from Prince. Um, and the suggestions they made, they said were not included on the final track. Um, you know, although apparently the basis of the song is, is contained within the outro, um, which is the, the feedback of the guitar, um, towards the end of the song. And apparently that is where Prince kind of started and then kind of worked backwards and kind of um you know made the song kind of fit uh around that sound you know and uh you know i i think um it's kind of interesting because you know this is um this is a, this is a song about a relationship like i said you know like this first disc there's not really a kind of direct theme but there is a lot of stuff about relationships that that probably is what gives it this kind of you know 80s feel when you know prince wasn't married to someone let's put it like that um, you know, and and so, you know, we have this kind of thing where Prince is saying to these walls, I talk, telling them what I wasn't strong enough to say, um, you know, telling them how I cried the day you went away. Um, 
And of course we have, we have, you know, the kind of a, the double track in and the, you know, Prince singing, how do we ever lose communication? How do we ever lose each other's sound? Again, now this sounds like it's it's talking about a relationship, but I, I've always kind of interpreted those words as being a communication to Wendy and Lisa. Um, you know, like the kind of how did we lose each other's sound? Uh, kind of admitting that, you know, they contributed a lot more to some of the songs than Prince is willing to admit at the time. Um, you know, and of course, you know, um, maybe this, maybe I read too much into the line where it says maybe we can stop the rain from coming down. Yeah. And then obviously we hear the sound of rain um, because around this time Prince was very much into sound effects. But obviously that might be a, a shout out to Purple Rain, of course. Uh, Wendy and Lisa not credited as co-writing that song. Yeah. Though apparently they provided about seventy percent of of what Purple Rain became. Yeah, and it's like the return of the rain in Prince's song. So it's like Purple Rain is the obvious one, and Seventeen Days. It talks about rain and it just brings back that rain theme. So yeah, I never really thought of it that way because I, you know, there's the literal, which is you know, it's love lost. He's trying to get it back, trying to work out why they're not communicating. But yeah, I could I could see it could be the Wendy and Lisa thing totally. Oh god, yeah, definitely. But then, I mean, particularly just the, phrase, the the line, "How did we ever lose communication?" Yeah, you know, and and it's sung in a way that sounds like I said, it's kind of like eighties Prince, almost like it's sung in the in the style of a song that would have been recorded by the Revolution. Oh yeah, I bought the album on on cassette when it came out, and so obviously, I, as I was listening to the album, I was you know reading all the liner notes, and I'm you know obviously I, I saw the kind of and it's worth saying as well that the kind of the you know the dedication to Wendy and Lisa is in mirror text. <laughs> Um, so obviously I noticed that and maybe by the time I got to listen to the song, the idea of this being an apology to Wendy and Lisa was kind of already in my head. Um, you know, and the chorus itself, again, I wouldn't say this is a song that doesn't really have much of a chorus apart from the title, which is in this bed I scream. Um, you know, but we actually get that line used, um, as part of a verse before we actually get to the chorus where Prince says in this bed, I scream lonely nights, I lay awake thinking of you. Um, and I'm cursed with a dream. A thousand times I feel whatever I put you through. Again, to me, that feels like him saying to Wendy and Lisa, you know, obviously you contributed a lot to, you know, the albums from like 1982 through to 1987. And yet most of the time the writing credits said, you know, performed Rage Composed by Prince and didn't, you know, mention Wendy and Lisa as often as they probably should have. Um, you know, and obviously as well, we have the story of when Prince, you know, fired the revolution by effectively going on tour in Japan and then just leaving them in Japan and saying, find your own way back home. I'm, I'm off. I'm off home. Goodbye. And, you know, so, I mean, I don't know how much of that story is completely true. I'm, I'm sure he didn't just leave him in Japan, but again, it feels like, you know, the breakup of the revolution was a particularly harsh breakup. And, you know, this is kind of, you know, particularly when Prince says, tell me how we're going to put this together. You know, how are we going to think with the same mind? Um, you know, and again, that's one of the things that he used to say about Wendy and Lisa is they kind of knew exactly what he wanted when he would play stuff. You know, they would they would instantly like, you know, be able to kind of follow him along and kind of come up with ideas. And, and so the idea that they were, you know, of the same mind, um, you know, but this also could apply to someone talking to their lover. So, you know, you, you can you could put it either way, um, you know. Uh, and then we get what is the chorus, which, like I said, just one line in this bed, I in this bed, I <laughs> in this bed, I and then Prince screams the word scream uh, because, you know, that, that is the, that is what princes want to do. Yes. Um, but yeah. And, and I think I think as well, you know, I think the kind of build up of the in this bed, I, you know, with the kind of keyboards and, you know, it feels a little bit ominous. 
Um, and then we kind of get the big kind of, you know, the scream at the end, um, you know. And again, in, in this car I drive, <laughs> instead of in this bed I scream, um, I'm looking for the road that leads back to the soul we shared. With my very life, I would gladly be the body upon the cross we bear. Uh, and then we get the repetition of how did we ever lose communication? How did we ever lose each other's sound? So, you know, again, uh, to me, that feels like the repetition of that. And particularly when he says, how did we ever lose communication? He's like, how did we? Uh, <laughs> you know, how do we ever lose each other's sounds? I don't know. Like the little kind of interjections as well. It feels like that's the that's the kind of the centerpiece of this song. That's the most important message. Um, you know, it's not just how can I get back together with this person that was broken up with me, but, you know, this how can I be with someone who you know, shared the same thoughts, essentially. Um, and then we get a lot of kind of, you know, stop the rain. Yeah, <laughs> I do kind of love that as well when he's got like the stop the rain as if it's like a, you know, a call to arms um, before we get the final like in this bed I scream. Um, and then, of course, the song finishes with Prince singing in this bed I scream. As, as always, I love it when the title track is the final lyric of song. Um, but also, you know, he screams the word scream a few times as well during that that kind of ending. And like that scream thing is like a big 80s Prince thing anyway. So like, as said, yeah. I'm not surprised if this wasn't recorded in the 80s and he's fixed it up. As said, I would be surprised, especially with the falsetto and the scream, definitely. Yeah. And then, yeah. 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 And then the outro comes in, which is like, it's really funny when you were talking about it earlier about the outro being the sort of the foundation of the song and then they built the song around it. It's to me almost seems like the outro is actually totally different to the other part of the song. I don't know why. Just in my ear, just just to me, it seems like it's totally different. Like it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it does. It kind of just starts with this feedback from the guitar, and then you kind of get you know almost kind of like the main riff from the song, kind of repeated but slightly different. Um, so I I don't know. It, I mean, that's obviously you know kind of the story of how the song came about i don't know how accurate it is um but you know it, it just, just yeah, yeah it, it, it kind of this this weird outro just kind of comes out of nowhere and we spend like 30 seconds on this outro that doesn't it doesn't feel completely connected to the the song but then this is this is the end of this first disc so this is this is kind of like how prince is choosing to this is how prince is choosing to finish this this whole first like 60 minutes off is with this little bit of kind of um you know, with with the with the feedback, which I think is an interesting kind of, you know, place to finish. You know, to, to kind of uh, to have this 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 first album, which is really about you know uh, a lot of the stuff from the past and everything, and then just be like, well, you know, here's like some classic Prince guitar, and you know, here's kind of like a, a little bit of an outro, you know, which obviously calls back to stuff like, um, you know, stuff like Purple Rain or, um, you know, stuff like Temptation and you know, like songs that are kind of a bit longer than this one, but also have this kind of this this very big outro um so you know that's why maybe maybe that's why it's got this kind of 80s feel for me of like you know here's here's 30 seconds of prince just kind of messing about as as the song finishes so uh, yeah it's that it's just yeah it's that it's just totally it feels like it's from the 80s and him just going nuts with that keyboard just playing that kind of bass 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 in there that bass part and i because I, I actually thought it was bass and then listened back and went oh no it's actually keyboard but yeah like it's that yeah, as I said, it doesn't fit into the song, but it kind of just tops this, tails this song, and probably tails the, this particular disc. So, yeah. And also, you know, obviously, uh, if you think back to the first track of this disc, which is, you know, Jam of the Year, you have, like, a lot of kind of sound effects of someone, like, getting out of a car, the closing of a car door, like, the like. there's a lot of sound effects to start off this disc, and then it finishes, 
with this kind of um, you know this outro with the the you know with with this kind of feedback and stuff. So it's like this the kind of the the, the top and tail of this whole disc are just kind of like special effects and sound effects <laughs> yeah. rather than like musical things. Um, so you know I I think that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, for me, uh, I you know I really enjoy the song, um, but again I think it, I mean to me the production feels a little thin. Um, and I don't know if that's that's you know obviously that's intentional on Prince's part, but I just feel like um, something that some of the tracks on this album lack is you know real drums. Um, like Michael B is still around, and I feel like the thing that really helps some of those songs is the actual kind of like real drums. Prince is still doing. I mean, at this point, he's doing a lot of sampling and stuff. You know, I mentioned Jam of the Year. That's got tons of samples all over it. Um, you know, he's really relying on kind of like the Fairlight a bit more than he's ever done. Um, but something that kind of happens with Prince when he's alone, and obviously we've mentioned this, you know, previous albums, you know, is he ends up kind of adding bits and pieces to stuff and kind of adding extra layers. And, you know, when he does that scream, it's not one Prince screaming. It's like it's like triple tracked. And then there's like a keyboard that's also screaming at the same time. And, you know, like stuff like that. I don't know. I, I, like I'm not I don't completely enjoy the production on this song. Um, you know, I don't think there's, and I, again, I, I think the lyrics are interesting because there is this kind of double meaning, um, you know, but at the same time, I don't feel like the song is really saying that much. Um, so I don't think I could really go higher than a four out of five. Yeah. Look, I'm probably going to be lower than that. Probably say a three and a half. Uh, you're right about the production. It is light as a feather and it is really kind of choppy and kind of doesn't like even the outlay like, so i know i'm harping on the outro but the fact that that got that outro which is totally different to everything else it just chops and changes and just i don't know like the like i love the fact that prince has got the falsetto back love the prince falsetto but it's just i don't know it just doesn't work for me i don't know as i said three three and a half probably that would be my rating uh prince never played this song live um and no one has covered it so um but you know it feels nice as like a an apology to wendy and lisa and Susanna you know, for the way that the Prince has kind of treated them like a decade earlier, um, you know, even if he did feel the need to put that in mirror writing in the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, that's something that kind of has to be interpreted rather than, you know, there's no thing of him saying, I'm sorry for the way I treated you. You know, like it, it's just a lot of kind of, um, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of hidden messages, basically. Uh, I feel like if he wanted to apologize to them, he could have been a bit more kind of direct about it. Um, so maybe but that's the kind of I feel like the only kind of interesting thing about this song is the idea that it could kind of work as an apology uh, you know to his former bandmates um, and former girlfriend of course I feel like we said about as much as we can about uh, in this bed I scream so uh, let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug Victor ah uh, there's nothing for me to plug Darren. well you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast or you could email us not sure why you would at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com Thanks for supporting me, my guest here, Victor. Uh, thanks, Darren. And otherwise, goodbye.